Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We are alive. It's season six, episode 13. Holy cow, second week of February, right? It's February. February 2023. Time is flying. It is. It's Time getting is towards flying. the end of the season, though. You can tell. It's- I know, but that I don't feel like we've even had like a solid season yet. So I'm, uh, I think I'm not going to be ready for it to end. So I'm going to hang on as long as I can. Sounds good. Yeah. We'll see. So, I'll still tonight, be though, ice fishing for at least a month, more than a month. We got a month so, left. We got yeah. a month left. Don't rush me. And and it's starting to get light lighter out, you know, as the days wear on. But man, we just had a bout of weather come through that's going to screw things up. So true. Again. So we'll see. So anyway, Jeff, our preview topic tonight. Take it away. Yeah. So we're going to talk about minnows. I mean, I use those all the time. So. Sometimes I feel like there's this trend against live bait and it gets harder, like, you know, with the regulations and rules and that kind of stuff. But for me, if I want confidence, I'm going to the ice with minnows. Do you have confidence when you go out and fish? I mean, I do. All right. All right. It might be false confidence, but it's confidence anyways. But, But if you said, Jason, you're going fishing today and you can't bring live bait or Jason, crazy. you're going fishing and you can bring live bait. Which way are you going to feel more confident? I mean, okay. So you need to pick a species because that would largely determine how I felt about it. Okay. So for me, if I'm going out and fishing for walleye without live bait, without minnows. Before we get to that answer, what do you call a suspicious looking minnow? I don't know. What do you call a suspicious-looking minnow, Jason? A little fishy. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I like it. Anyway, back to that. What was the question? <laughs> so I said, if you're going fishing, because I think I think just lost. we're losing like a thousand oh, listeners every time we oh, do those jokes. <laughs> they're good. I love them. I mean, it's it's awesome. Okay. So we're gonna talk about minnows because I almost always go out fishing with with minnows. Unless I'm going like pan fishing, I will go out with like waxies or something. But yeah, yeah. But um, but I go out almost every time with minnows. I agree. I'm I'm really hardwired to want to use live bait um, in a lot of circumstances, and you know I've told you open water fishing. My brother-in-law who will catch fish just on a twistered tail, and looks at me like I'm nuts when I hook a minnow on. He's like, "That's what the twister tail is." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. And then he catches fish without the minnow, which is a lot less work, by the way. But you're talking open water there. I'm talking open water. Yes. And yes. I could you imagine sitting there and jigging with uh, a spoon, ice fishing, and no bait? I mean, you can. I mean, people I know. do it. I know. But I know. like, like a, to me, I would feel like I'm wasting my time. I know. It's you possible. You know what I'm wasting my time right now doing? What? I, I'm thirsty. I'm not. Oh, oh, yeah. 
Well, then you better get that get that beverage and, and tell me what you got today. All right. I have got a, a bottle I found in my basement. Okay. And I'm hoping it's still good because I'm going to be really sad. Um, this is turkey ale brewed courtesy of my father. It's just a, you guys, I don't know, you can't see it, Jeff. Maybe you can. Just I can see plain, it. It's just a brown yeah, bottle. Just a plain brown bottle that I found in the corner of the basement. It's quite so, large, though. How big is that bottle? I don't know. It's just, it, I mean, there's the cup for reference. Oh, okay. Okay. You're kind of fading yeah. into the snow bear. There we go. Is that better? Kind of. Kind of. It's, it's hard to show things when you have a virtual background, but let me open this bad boy up. Well, it's got like Uh-oh. a champagne cork or something on yeah, it. Yeah, it does. That thing? It's, it's, well, they're, it's home, it's home brewed. So, huh. oh no, I'm a little nervous about this one. Did it come out as water or chunks? No, it, it's not a lot of. Not a lot of bubbles, so. Oh, it's kind of a flat one. Yeah, that one was in the basement too long. <laughs> well, all right. all right. So, you enjoy your basement beer. <laughs> and I, I, well, I need to go get a different beer. This isn't going to work. Okay, well, you go Probably get a different a beer while I talk about how long, how yeah. long those beers should stay in my basement. <laughs> I for, I found it. I set it aside. Because I had one left in the box, and then I—I I don't even know how old this thing is. It may—it's past its prime. Does it have a born-on date? No, no, it should though. I don't know. I'll be back. All right. <laughs> All right. I now know the storage life of a home brew is less than a year. <laughs> so I'm back with an old standby natural light. Ooh, natty light. Love there it. There we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's solid that phrase fishing. Yeah, that one's good yet. Okay, there we go. Sorry, that was a snafu a little bit, but, you know, in the interest of the show, we can't uh, open that ahead of time to check it. So I just had to roll. All right, so I've got Local Crush. It's a Kolsch beer from 512 Brewing, which is in Texas. Okay. You're in te- you're really on the... Te- well, it, did your brother bring that one to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're on the Texas beer tour yet. Ooh, it's a little sour, but good. Mine was a little sour as well, but it probably shouldn't have been. <laughs> Mine's sour in a good way, I guess. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so now that I've got a drink, uh, I want to say cheers to our patrons. And uh, patron of the show, Chris J. Cheers to you, Chris. Thanks for supporting the show. Thank you, Chris. All right, so we got a bunch of perch from our listeners, Jay. Did you see all this? Yeah, it was the week of the perch, for sure. And then, I guess the first one, Austin B. wrote in, and he, you know, we talked about the Sullivan tip-downs last time? Yes, yep, yep. So he had this thing called the Finicky Fooler. And I've seen these, yeah. So he said he likes them better than an iFish Pro. It was very interesting looking. Um, I don't know, it's like a square piece of plastic with a flag. It's kind of like a tip-up. Sort of, kind of. Yeah, it's it it's another. It's got a strike indicator on it. Finickyfooler.com is a website. All right, uh, Jordan P uh, was up at the Red Door. Been there before. Mm-hmm. I was not I've there last ex- weekend. I've had this experience at the Red Door, or yeah. not the Red Door, but Malax in general. <laughs> you got a four-inch walleye. I've seen some of those recently, and a jumbo perch. But he said it was a super cool experience because nobody's ever been in an ice fish house before. Yeah, it's cool. It is a lot of fun. And Nevada Dave sent in, like, more than one perch. Like, oh, my gosh. Nevada must just have some big stinking perch. 
I mean, it's a bucket full of nice looking perch. You know what's weird to me is like, if I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to go fishing, I don't think like, I'm going to go to Nevada. Ice fishing? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not, yeah. uh, but maybe it should be. Although Nevada Dave is from Utah. Nevada Dave. He fishes in Utah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what the story is there, but Nevada Dave. Nevada Dave, Dave in, but fishing in Utah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But he's got cool. a like a five-gallon bucket full of perch, and some of them are nice. I mean, you know, all of them are Oh, they're giants. all edible. Absolutely. Did you see this picture from Pete RJ? That thing's a hog. Pete joined the two-pound club from perch. Two pounds of perch. Two-pound perch. I mean, that is a righteous perch. That perch would like have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. His belly's like, <laughs> you, see, you, you see, it's like a perch reincarnation. If I was reincarnated as a perch, um. <laughs> I don't think this this perch does not go to the gym. It does not does not go to CrossFit. No, you know, you look at it, and we'll put we'll put these pictures up. But when you see these pictures, you look at it on the ruler, and it just looks like oh, it's a 13-inch perch, 14-inch perch. But when you look at it, like when he um, has it on the scale and kind of next to him, that I is don't. just a, that is just, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Where that's, was he at? Did he say where he was? Uh, he didn't, or I didn't put it in here. I don't know which one. <laughs> he didn't scribble out the background. I see mountains in the background, though. Like, it's not Iowa or Minnesota. Well, I is this still that. from Nevada? No, this is Pete R. Huh? No, this is from Pete. Yeah, I do see mountains in the background. Yeah, so so we'll post these um, online. He just said from a recent fishing trip, he did not give away his location. But he didn't do the scribbling out, which I've seen people do, because you wouldn't think so, but when we had Jason Mitchell on, you had your background on. Yeah, and he's like, right I know where just I where you are, right? So people yeah, can do Yeah, this that. guy's in the mountains. I mean, you yeah. can see mountains. Yeah. What I would consider mountains. Yeah, I mean, there might be hills there. I would not walk out. I would not want to drag my ice shack up it, I'll tell you that. (laughs) No. But yeah, some really just amazing perch. Holy crap. So then you think you're done. Like, wow, I've seen some big perch. I've seen all the perch. But there's another one, Jay. Yeah, I know. So Jason R., another guy out in Utah. But he was in Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) So Idaho, or uh, Utah, Jason, and Idaho. No, no, Utah, what's, what was it? It was uh, Nevada Dave was also in Utah. Nevada Dave was in Utah, and Utah was, Jason was in Idaho. Yeah, Utah Jason was in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are crossing each other on the road, all looking for fish. And he, yeah, he, uh, 15 inches, holy crap. The belly's not quite as hanging down, but it no. looks longer than that other well, one. Well, it is. It's 50. The other one was like 13, I think. What was yeah. that one? Wow. I'm trying to look at the ruler. No, that one was close to... Not quite 15. It's not quite 15. It's brushing 15. Like, But, you know, this one, he didn't have this one on a ruler, so who knows? No. But, yeah. Yeah, just just amazing. Well, look how big amazing. the mouth is on that perch. Yeah, that's not a, a, a Devil's Lake perch. No, it's a big mouth. That's a... That guy's eating minnows. But then look at the Pete's one. The mouth is much smaller. You can tell. It is. See, that is that's a thing now to pay attention to, isn't it? Like where you're fishing perch. Like yeah. that was something Jason Mitchell talked about, the mouth size on perch. And depending on their habitat, 
what they eat. It's a clue. I think it's a clue. It's a clue. Hmm. Mountains. Yeah, we need to do some of that. Whoa, yeah, because you see, so Pete wasn't, or I'm sorry, Jason, Utah Jason wasn't alone. He was out with a total of five guys, and it looked like they were having a a good time in the mountains there. So, Yeah, that's awesome. of perch. They're all monsters. Jeez. And we'll, we'll, I'll put, we'll put these up just under perch. Yeah, there's perch lots of perch. Board. I mean, I would fish for perch all the time if I could find perch like that. Two-pound perch? Man, them things would fight. Whew. They're finicky, though. They are, they are. Every perch I've ever seen is not easy to catch. You know, and I'm going to go back to Jason R's note for a minute. You know, he said, love the show, which is great. Thank you so much for listening. And he did a bucket bucket list trip to a lake in Idaho. So, you know, the fact that you went on a bucket list trip and you crushed the fish, I think that's just amazing. So congratulations on that. Oh, the background, those mountains. I mean, it just looks like like an awesome place. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So you see the last one here, Jay, uh, up north kayak fishing. Uh, This is the guy who I saw walking across the lake earlier in the season, across the broken ice. And then he said, hey, that was me. (laughs) So so he fishes near the Red Door, but maybe uh, this might have been at the Red Door, but uh, he sent that awesome picture of a really nice Mille Lacs walleye. That is. It's probably, I don't know, he didn't measure it, but it looks, I would say that's a 20 not a not a twenty five somewhere between a twenty and twenty five. That's guessing. a nice looking walleye, though. It is. I bet that's over twenty. Yeah, he's got the cool background, like the orange sky as the sun's going down. Yeah, it's a really nice picture. We'll get those up. I think we fail in describing pictures on the radio. <laughs> it doesn't work. We just kind of look at it and go, "That's a nice picture," and our <laughs> listeners are like, "Well, this you realize this isn't a YouTube video, right?" <laughs> So we're sorry. We get caught up. In it. Okay, we better move fast. Okay, so lots of good fish pictures. Keep moving. All right, so fishing report, Jay. I don't have one. Hmm. Too many chores? Yeah. Well, you had kind of a failure, or not a failure, but like a, you started a fishing trip, remember? When I talked to you last week. Did you I? You go to a place. I was. I was going to go fishing and end up doing a car repair. Is that what you're talking about? No, you were going to go there and there was no tracks. Oh, yeah, I did. You were as an after right. work jaunt. I was. I was going to do a quick a quick uh, jump after work and I was all ready to go. And I had like an hour of daylight. So I stopped by this little quarry pond that I had kind of scouted and uh, earlier in the year. And I thought, okay, this is right off the highway. I'm driving by. You know, I'm, I'm dressed for work, but I got my bibs and my coat and... I'm going to roll. And your tie. <laughs> and my tie. No tie, but dress shirt. Um, but I get to this parking lot, and there's tracks in the parking lot, but there's one one set of tracks on one of the little ponds in this area and nothing on the main pond. And the snow had been there for a week, maybe, longer. Sure. And I just thought, man, I'd never fished it in the winter. And I thought, man, I and I didn't have a spud bar with me. Mm-hmm. Um and I just thought, I better not. I better not. Because there's, you know, and this is near a metropolitan area, so there's no reason why somebody right. shouldn't have fished it. 
Um, Unless there's like just no fish in it. <laughs> there's either A, no fish, or B, the fish, the ice is unsafe. Yeah. Right. No fish doesn't bother me, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you know, could it be unsafe? Is there a safety reason why yeah. people aren't fishing it? So more probably won't hit that again. So, yeah, I had a failed a failed outing. Um, mm. And then I scouted one other place on the way back, but it was too late to jump out on the ice. Um, it's hard in the yeah. dark. It's hard in the dark, right? We talked about that when it gets dark. It is, you know, and you know what else was kind of was kind of wearing on me, and why I like a kind of a like a baby. I didn't go out and fish. Is um, I did not have any live bait with me. Oh, I know. So I was going to use plastics, and so the last place I stopped right before dark, and I thought, what's the odds of me jigging in a crappie at dusk with a plastic? Yeah, and I and I left. I and know I probably it's, should have tried it. But I know man, it's possible, I just, but I just I know I just don't have the confidence. See, I told so, you it's, it's a confidence thing. You're like eh. it is, it is, it is. You're right. Um, you know, if I had a couple waxies and you know, you could have tried both. But yeah. yeah, I'm just not there yet with them. So yeah, that's the story. I have a little. You had a much. You had a much better story. <laughs> I have a little different fishing report. I know. I mean, it had its own bumps in in the road. So last, you know, we haven't caught a ton of fish this year. I've caught fish, but but not a ton. Uh, we've caught a fair amount of walleyes, but the size has been questionable. So I decided early last week. I'm like, hey, you know, our we've had him on the show last think before. I don't remember when we had him on, but. I think Kirk, season three wasn't it must have been season three so kirk quiznell who is a guide on lake of the woods uh north country outdoor radio guide he used to be on the radio and ncor and so i texted him just on a whim hey what kind of a go ahead season four episode nine season four episode nine so i sent kurt a message and i just said hey do you happen to have a weekend availability before the end of the year? Right. I was end of the winter and I'm thinking he's super popular. He's on YouTube. He's not going to have an opening on the weekend, right? He might have a Wednesday or something like that, but on the, yeah. not on the weekend. So he sends me back. He's like, well, how about this Saturday or next Saturday? And I'm like, Whoa, now I have a decision to make. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, now you're, I was now expecting like, ah, you know, I can't go. And, so I just I'm like, well, might as well go this weekend. Uh, last Saturday, uh, drove up Friday night and fished Saturday with Kurt on Lake of the Woods, which is like the, I mean, it's the holy land, the Mecca, the the place to go for walleye fishing, right? At least in these parts. Mm-hmm. It wasn't without his bumps, though, because one of the reasons I wanted to go was I wanted to get uh, Noah, my younger, he's 11, um, on some fish because we haven't seen a lot of fish and I worry about losing interest and mm-hmm. it's good to have a fishing buddy but when they don't catch any fish they get kind of lose lose interest right and the weekend before we had struck out so get the setup book Kurt we agree and so I'm gonna drive up Friday night after Noah gets off school and we're gonna fish Saturday so Thursday night I get home from some sporting events to Noah puking all over the place oh that is so not good there's been this bug going around it's been kind of like i've heard people even describe it as food poisoning right but but there's a You've bug going had that before we told that didn't we tell that story i don't show? know i'm not sure but were you about killed everybody i don't see how that was my fault we were all not sick so anyways 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> you brought it. Anyway, go on. I, it could have been you, Jason. I've been on this ride. <laughs> so I decided that it wasn't a good parenting to like bring a recently sick child. He was doing okay, but so I had to sacrifice and go by myself. Because I'd oh, already kid. booked it, you know. I mean, you have to go. But, yeah, no, I had to miss out, which was a bummer. And so we got up there. Um, I dr- flew up there Friday night. It's about a five-hour drive from my house. So it's not across the street. But maybe in Jason land, that's just like a across the street, like getting groceries or something. I don't know. But I live like 10 minutes from a grocery store, Jeff. <laughs> But you, you and road trips, you'll be like, ah, whatever. We'll just drive, right? Yeah, five hours is like a. I do that sometimes just in the course of a normal work day. So. Yeah, I mean that's just that's no big deal. But but it's a, it's a trek for me. So we went up there, stayed up there Friday night. All I'll say is I stayed at a place that had a bed. It was <laughs> it was quite the experience where I stayed. But anyways, it was. I won't be going back there again. But I slept there, and I got up in the morning. And we went fishing, and. We, so I would say overall, it's what you expect from a U.S. side fishing experience on Lake of the Woods. So we okay. caught lots of walleyes. We didn't catch the big one, right? But yeah, caught, no monsters, but a bunch of eaters. Yes, no monsters, yeah. but a bunch of eaters is how no, I would describe that's, it. And that's awesome. So what were you using? So we, it's always great when you, you learn things, one, when you go with somebody else that fishes like every day, and two, just different people and the way they fish. So. Yeah. He basically fishes with a jig and a minnow. Right. Just a standard, like what you'd mainly use for open water. In yes, just nothing fancy, just a minnow. Fairly heavy because we were in like 25 feet of water, but just, I mean, basically a hook and a minnow. I mean, you know, that's, I mean, it has a jig head on there. He did have one rattle, like a, a rattle bait that he caught a bunch on. Um, but he said he had to be convinced to start using that, right? Some guy brought it up, and he's like, ah, who needs that? And then, you know, we're catching fish, so you use what the fish bite on. But um, I caught mine, all mine on a jig and a minnow. What so. color jig? He said, I don't even remember. It didn't matter. It was like yellow or pink. but it, Just a standard it, jig. I mean. Cheap 98 cents for five of them at the store. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> what he said is Lake of the Woods fish are stupid. <laughs> They're dumber than your average fish. So uh, we've not had all that that experience every year. Have I know, we? but that's that's what he described it. So, he, I mean, up there, I'm not going to say the lure doesn't matter because that's not exactly it. But if the fish are hungry and you have a jig with a minnow on it, they're going to hit it. Is basically what it comes sure. down to. Um, are there other things that might perform better? Maybe, maybe you would catch a bigger one. But at the end of the day, the you'd see them the aggressive fish would come up and just whack your bait, right? And then the other ones, the way he described it was they have their nose to the dirt. Like mm-hmm. you could almost see it. So, you know, when you have live scope, you can see a lot of things. Sure. <laughs> and you can almost see the fish swim by with their nose down, like digging in the dirt. Like they're, they could care less what you have going on, right? They're hmm. not active fish. They're not going to bite your line. Are they if their nose in the dirt? Are they looking for bugs and stuff? Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, so they're they're just on a different pattern, right? They're not mm-hmm. um, probably caught more saugers than walleyes, to be honest. But okay, I learned to identify the two because you don't see very many saugers anywhere else. But, um, but yeah, so it was a good day of fishing. I mean, we caught a bunch of fish, nothing big. 
Um, I did get to use, as part of going with a guide, I got to use his live scope. Okay, that's awesome. So all day long, I now I'm ruined. I mean, all day long, he's like, he used my Helix 7, and I used live scope. And I'm like, this is just, I mean, you can see the fish, Jason, whether they're facing you or sideways. Like you that's can watch them turn. And, and like you can see the fins, like because they you can see the fins. I mean, not like see mm-hmm. it like we can see it like Atari see it, right? I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not like a picture, but but you can tell the orientation of the fish. Is there kind of a delay? It didn't seem like there was a delay to me. Okay. If there is, it's my brain didn't register it. Sure, it seemed pretty fast. Um, like I said, you could tell the fish that were nose down into the dirt. That's you could crazy. see that they were like angled into the dirt. So yeah, live scope was cool. I didn't see a sturgeon, but I saw a sturgeon swim by in live scope. How big was that thing? Uh, I took up the whole screen. So like, wow. you know, you got your your jig, and you maybe see like a nice fourteen inch walleye. It's bigger than your jig, and then your whole screen fills up with a fish that swims by, and that's a sturgeon. You need to bring your ball of ball of worms with. I know you, you could. We saw. I mean, I. He's never caught one up there, but they're up there. He's like, I see one, not every day swim by, but I see one often. That'd be a tip up with a ball of worms just yeah. sitting outside. But it, I mean, it was, is, I mean, it was like a five footer. Like you could tell, like it was wow. just the whole, the whole screen. And it's not like a Vexlar where you're like, is that a fish or not a fish? No, no. This is, this was a giant long, like five foot fish that drove that swim. Could have been a Northern. How do you know it was a sturgeon? It was it was like five. You could tell, like it was so just, big. Just no, and it was right too at, ridiculously yeah. yes. big to be a northern. Yes, so that was pretty cool. I've always been kind of like, and of course, when you go with a guide, they have everything set up, so it's nice. But I've been a little worried about all this stuff. But the way he had it set up, I had two holes, and then the live scope was in the middle, so okay. I could see both of my jigs. Okay, and, and that's all I used. You can use a flash or two, but like I just use live scope, and sure, I would do. I mean, now I want one, of course, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know how that would I fully happen, support but. you getting one. And and so he had hummingbirds, so I'm used to hummingbird stuff, so maybe that made more sense to me. But So he had, is it a live, if he had, is it the mega imaging, mega live then? I think mega live is, it's, it's the hummingbird version of. So that's mega live. Mega live. It's the hummingbird is version. different than live scope. Yeah. They all kind of work the same, I think. There's some differences, but yeah. He said the one, his doesn't have a zoom, and one of them okay. has a zoom. But if you're in the if he's in the hummingbird ecosystem for his boat, then yes. you got to be in the hummingbird for your ice yes. stuff. Or just he is in the hummingbird system. ecosystem. That is what he likes. So, so he was like, when I brought my Helix Seven, he's like, oh, this works great. <laughs> he knew exactly how to use it. He didn't use the flasher on the Seven though. He just uses the two D. Really? Yeah. So. A couple other things I learned from him that was different. So he kept his real drag very tight, much stronger than I usually keep mine. Okay. Now he uses the same line setup that I do with the, I have braid. He had, I don't know what brand it was. I think he said fire line, but you know, a braid and then a small swivel sinker. Yep. And then some, he uses uh, mono because he said in a stained lake, like Lake of the Woods the fish can't see it like they can in like a clear lake, like, like Mille Lacs, Right. Okay. So he's like, the, the line isn't as big of a deal. The fish aren't as line shy. Cause they can't see it. 
but um but he said that line is so strong that he just sets the line the the drag tight and just you just so him he in. must be using a a pretty solid mono then like pound test wise yeah he said it was just like eight pound i think okay so, but he's like i never lose any fish by breaking lines it's like you know and i like to hear the drag go though i do too and i kind of you know there i i didn't bring my rods so i just used his but yes i i think i would set my looser but it was just interesting to see how different people do it and he's a guide Absolutely. so yeah you know, yeah he fishes the, ten thousand I mean, times better than me so yeah yeah i'm not questioning i'm just yeah. curious well i just like to see different things like you get to see how mm-hmm. different people do it and yeah so i mean it was a great day we caught fish i brought home four i mean we could have we could, i could have brought home my limit but mm-hmm. you know i mean it was enough and and four nice fish and oh I that's got, awesome yeah no it was a great day he had a um a little jealous i'm not gonna I know, lie i know it i would be too it was awesome and Maybe we'll go back again because I kind of promised Noah we need to go back. But he has a tracked S10 Blazer from like the 90s. That's how you get out there. That's pretty sweet. So it's pretty cool. Pretty comfortable, right? How far out did he, how far out was he fishing? Not very far. And we were by a bunch of other shacks. Uh, There's not much snow out there this year. Down the way from us was a dual axle wheelhouse with a one ton dually sitting next to it. I mean, it's... I mean, you could drive anywhere you wanted to sure. dare, I guess. But that, that was his spot. That was his spot. He literally, that's his spot. I mean, he he's like, he also said, "There's there's a tons of ice fishing houses out there," and he's like, "But they're all empty." And he's coming here on a Tuesday, and there's they're just empty ice fishing shacks. Like that's when the fishing's the best because there's nobody up here. But even sure. that day, it wasn't like. There was a lot of ice houses around us, but there were people in them. There were people. They're just up there, and they get there once in a while. Yeah. But they do have – he's at a long point. There's a resort right next to it, and they have – you can leave your ice shack there for a dollar a day. So you can, like, drag my wheelhouse up there and leave it parked there, and then okay. just – you just there, and then you pay a dollar a day, and then you don't have to tow it back and forth. Huh. So – so that's maybe, interesting. So maybe my ice shack could go up there for a while. So like, because you know it's they're expensive to tow because the gas is expensive and stuff. So, so yeah, you can leave it on the ice for a dollar. I mean, why would it cost you to leave it on the ice? I don't well, know. it's on the road. I don't know, but yeah, it was on the ice. Be, I don't know That's how it works. Hmm. I'm not sure. Weird. Yeah, so it was a good day. We caught some fish. Uh, no trophies, but. You but, got fishing, and you caught fish. And you I mean, I put my fish. line down the first time I caught a fish, so, you know. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought you might get skunked because it's you. <laughs> I mean, when it, when you take a guy and he goes out there every day, he's probably going to be on the spot where you want to be. He probably knows, knows where the fish live. Yes. yes. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how many fish he's pulled through the hole in that spot. In that oh, my shot. gosh. I how many know. times those fish have been caught? Yeah, they're, tra- they're trained fish. They're trained fish. <laughs> they have to sacrifice four of their brothers every time. <laughs> Keep the minnows flowing. All right, so uh, quick show business here, Jay. Uh, the best place to interact with us on social media is Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can see us on our website, hardwatershow.com. We have YouTube where we post all of our 
or stuff from the show, you can get a video there, and then you can email us at hardwidershow at gmail.com. Absolutely. And we love to hear from you guys. We, I love seeing the fish pictures because I don't for, get to take many of my own lately. For sure. All right. Um, gear. A couple gear things, Jay. Yeah. And, and Kurt uses these rods, and he's kind of semi-sponsored by them. So, <laughs> you know, he uses them because he represents them a bit. But I use this rod. It's from Limit Creek. Okay. But they're really economical because, you know, I bought that new rod this year that was like the tune up custom that was like $115 yeah. or something. Right. So this rod was pretty nice. It seemed, I wouldn't call it custom, but it was like, I looked at Amazon there, $23. That's cheap. Holy crap. And it, it seemed better than an ugly stick to me. Cause that's what I mm-hmm. kind of use a lot is those ugly sticks. So yeah. I actually really liked it. So I, I don't know, just figured I'd talk about it cause I used it all day and, it worked great. I mean, I caught a ton of walleyes okay. with it. So, so if you're ever looking for a economical alternative to a ugly stick, this is okay. I would say a better quality, same price point. It, I mean, it's it's not you know it's um, graphite rod, cork handle. I mean, it's pretty standard, but you know, ugly stick is going to be a fiberglass, and this is graphite. So, yeah, a more sense. No, that's cool. So. That's cool. All right. Uh, topic time, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Minnows. Let me know when you're ready to start. Ah, uh, you can start. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't get the pun there. The minnow. Let me oh. Know. Let okay. me know. Yeah. Min- you, let you me know. Oh, I didn't let get it, know. dude. <sighs> it went right over my head. Man. I'm like, why isn't he talking? Why is he talking about when you let me know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. So we are going to talk about minnows. And um, Jeff and I were talking the other day about this and just the uh, some of the regional differences in what you can get for bait for minnows. Um, like here in Iowa, we have rosy reds. Jeff, I don't know if you get any of those. I don't ever. even know what a rosy red is. It, it looks like a long, skinny goldfish. I mean, it's that kind of goldfishy color. At least that's what it looks like to me. Um, but it's it's a minnow, and they use them for crappies a lot. Um, sometimes walleyes down here, but but crappies for sure. Um, so how big is a rosy red? Like if I think about... It, it's it's a lot like a... It's a little bigger than a crappie minnow, a little smaller than a robust fathead. Okay, okay. So kind of a good utility player, right? Because it's... It is, but it's an odd color. <laughs> Well, it could be good. I don't know. Hmm. Um, well, we don't get those in Minnesota, and you can't import them, so I, I guess maybe that's why. But you can put them in the your aquarium when you're done with them. They're kind of a nice <laughs> Feed them some goldfish flakes and have a yeah. bat. Hmm. Yeah. It's a native. Yeah, it's an American. You can Google it. Rosy okay. red minnows. So those are pretty um, common in an Iowa bait shop. Yeah, they're very common in, in some of the bait shops, at least in our area. Um, very common, common thing, and um, took me a while to catch on to that. People will be saying, "Oh, we're catching them on on rosy reds." I'm like, "What in the heck is that?" But, well, there's yeah, almost a hierarchy of minnows, right? There is. I mean, if we yeah. start at the bottom, let's start at okay, the bottom. Start of the, at bottom, work our way up. So the bottom of the minnow hierarchy is a crappie minnow, right? The lowly crappie minnow. I mean, it's just the smallest ones, and they come by the scoop. 
When you buy crappie minnows, you get a scoop or a half a scoop. You know, and I always thought like a crappie minnow was, and it is, like a crappie minnow is not, like that's not the kind of minnow, but that's It's not a crappie. No, it's It's for fishing for crappies, I guess. Yeah. But they're referred to as crappie minnows, even though it's just a minnow. I I suppose it has some sort of a name. I don't know. But, I mean, you you would use them for sunfish or smaller fish. Yeah, they're just a real... I don't know. How big are they? They're small. I mean, they're the smallest. If they were any smaller, you couldn't get them on your hook sometimes. Yeah, you cannot put them on a regular-sized jig hook very well. <laughs> you will impale them. It's just... Yeah, it just it looks odd to kind of give people an idea of, of how big they are. But, but, but I think minnows. I'd be curious to see if anybody that listens doesn't know what a crappie minnow was or if they call the smallest minnow you can buy something else something else let us know if it's not called a crappie minnow i mean i've never heard of a perch minnow i have not (laughs) that is a good point you catch crop perch on crappie minnows yes yep i mean you can catch anything i mean i've caught i've caught northerns i've caught walleyes i've caught sunfish i mean i've caught everything on a crappie minnow but so then, then next, it sounds like rosy reds is what you were talking about, Jay, right? Yeah, That's, I would say a rosy red would be next in the size orientation. Just a little bit bigger than a crappie minnow. Yeah. yeah. And you use those for panfish again, kind of a crappie minnow? No, they area. catch crappies on them and they catch walleyes on them. So then the next hierarchy up, I think, is the fathead, right? Yeah, I think we'd go to the fathead minnow. But I don't even know what a fathead minnow is. I mean, I walk in and get fatheads, and I use them for walleyes, but I, I don't know what it is. It's a fathead minnow. They always got the fathead minnows, um, to describe them, they always have, like, a bumpy snout. Yeah. Right? They always have a bumpy snout on them. They're just a little bit bigger than a crappie minnow, though. I mean, not a lot They've got bigger. an aggressive forehead. That's why they're yeah. called a fathead. Oh, Sure. They also, their will to live is high. So crappie minnows and fathead will to live is very high. If that's a rating, I would rate them high. I would too. I don't know about, what about the rosy reds? What's their, what's their? They're they're reasonably durable. Okay. Yeah, reasonably durable. Fathead minnow has a blunt rounded snout, rounded fins and a dusky stripe along the side and a spot at the base of a tail fin. According to the Missouri Department of Conservation. In crappie minnows, these minnow, crappies and fatheads, I've forgotten about them in my garage for a couple days. Oh, yeah. And, but then they're fine. They've lived in really? my garage. Oh, yeah. In my, in, my, in my bait bucket, sure, they'll live a couple days. Even without Depends a bubble. on the oxygen temperature. Oxygen and the temperature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah not in the summer. I'm talking ice fishing season. <laughs> in the summer, you're sad. You're <laughs> yeah. Sad. All right, so then above the fat head, I think we're talking shiners now. This is like the, mm-hmm. in Minnesota, we have shiners. Their will to live is zero. Now, there's two different types. There's a golden shiner and a regular shiner, isn't uh, there? I usually see the regular shiners. Yeah, golden shiners is a thing as well. And they'll call them spot tail shiners. I think there's a spot tail shiner, too, that are... But usually this time of year, they start to get hard to find the shiners. Um, yeah. So the I found a new bait shop by my house, Jay, which doesn't happen very often. 
but they inform me that bait gets delivered on Thursdays. Okay. And if you don't get bait until you go up for the weekend, you will not get shiners because they will be gone. Wow. So you have to get bait on Thursday because that's when the bait gets delivered. <laughs> um. So do you do you get regular shiners or golden shiners? I think they're regular shiners. The ones I usually get are regular. They're silver. Um, and when I was a kid, the shiners used to be giant. I mean, they were big. But the shiners I get now are much smaller. I tell you, the bait shop, up the, which is not really a bait shop, it's a gas station that carries bait up the road for me, um, has some super has had some super aggressive, like feisty shiners that have a will to live. Oh, and there's a lot of times you get shiners and they just they have no will to live. I mean, you're Stop. almost not out the door of the bait shop and yeah, they're you dead. Can barely get to the lake <laughs> and they're floating. And these ones, like I had shiners from this bait shop here, Jeff, that I kept alive in a bucket for a while. Oh, very nice. Like in my basement because they live so well. I, I recently got some small shiners. I really like those because the, sometimes the shiners can be a bit aggressive. And if you have late biting fish, too much. So. Yeah, it's, it's too much for them. So, yes, low will to live. Uh, they are very low, sought after. Very low will to live. But they, they're very sought after. I mean, you will go to a bait shop. They will almost always have fat heads. And it's very common for them not to have shiners. And very uncommon for people not to have crappie minnows either. Yes. Now, uh, our bait shop up the road that I told you about, they don't, the gas station, they do not have fatheads. I have a hard time getting fatheads hmm. around here. I can get crappie minnows, I can get rosies, and I can get chubs. Chubs? Is that the next level after shiners? I don't know. Chubs versus suckers. So I think of so, suckers as being big. like So creek chubs are big as well. I get these creek chubs. Like, are you talking like they're like four inches? Yes. Okay. Two to four inches. Wow. And they are, um, they're, they have a strong will to live, which is nice. They do really well. Um, but they are big. Um, we fished with them when we were trying to catch, you know, a couple weeks ago. And we toted them things around um, two different weekends. Yeah. Same group of hmm. chubs, um, or yeah, creek chubs, and they never died. I was considering filleting a couple. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't catch fish either. So, so what kind of fish? They're down there fighting them off or what? So, so you know, like shiners I would use for walleyes. What kind of fish are you catching with a creek chub? Northern. Northern. Okay, yeah. Northern. That's... Yeah, and catfish. So I, I cut a few of them up trying to catch catfish mm-hmm. on them. And that's when you started thinking about filleting them? Yes. <laughs> like, There's a lot of meat on these things. <laughs> like a sardine. So, so it sounds like a creek chub and a sucker minnow are very similar. Um, I find that I think some, so. I find that sometimes, though, in Minnesota, they will call a sucker minnow a light pike. I've yes. heard them called light pike before. Yes. Yep, light pike. And, and, the, and then, yeah. And, and you would use those for tip-ups, right? I mean, we're talking tip-ups tip for northerns. I don't yep. think I'd use one for a walleye, really. Maybe no, a small one. Small one? Yeah, light pike are for tip-ups. Yeah. And that is, I think, I think it's a sucker minnow, isn't it? I'm pretty sure because the mouth is on the bottom and it like... Burp, burp, burp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they call them a light pike. but I don't either, but I'm always confused because I'm like, 
What's a light pike? I mean, that's what I'm trying to catch. We're not dropping a lot of knowledge right now. <laughs> um, but then they have the biggest, the biggest one I know of that they sell at a bait shop typically is a decoy. They call them a decoy. For yeah. spear fishing. Yep. Because it is a decoy. You're not intending on angling a fish with a line. You're intending on putting that giant, because they're big. They're like six inches. I mean, they're huge. Yeah, they're aggressively sized. And then and you're... They, Literally, their job is to be a decoy. They yeah. go down there and they kind of swim around, and and they're so big that the northern has to size them up before they <laughs> chew on them. There's a pause in which you can spear the northern. Oh, we missed one Jay in the hierarchy. What do we miss? What about rainbows? Oh, rainbows. They, they're probably more like a like they're, up. They're like in that rosy fat. red and fat yes. head. Yes, okay. a rainbow is in like a fat head. Or, I'm sorry, rosy oh, red. Rainbows. Yeah. Rainbows, rainbow minnows. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's. And then I'm, you get the sicklebacks in there. Oh, yeah, that's just an accident. They poke you and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> You're just really sad. And if your buddy ever asks you to bait his fish, you put a sickleback on there because you always get them. You always get them with fat heads, usually. Although there was a time where I would get them all the time, probably five years ago, and I haven't seen one for a while. So I don't I had know. Some last year, I never. I haven't seen one for years. They are not good for bait. No. Um, they end up in. They have spikes on them. Kind yeah, of they hurt. Ever seen them? They have a spike on their back. And it's a really a Minnesota fish, I think. Kind of looking at the internets. And the fish, in general, people don't believe. Well, fish maybe they're like in Colorado them. too. What? What's that? In general, people believe fish don't like them because they mm. spike them when they catch it. Well, yeah, I would think that a walleye would just be offended by you trying to eat one of those. So I think that's that's what I know. Although we did get some feedback from our listeners, Jay. All right. Let's see what that is. So, um, I wish Facebook wouldn't just give me the most relevant. I Facebook's been really irritating lately, but <laughs> so David Anthony said, "Crappie minnows with a split shot. He jigs them on a a thirty second ounce jig and a split shot eight inches from that. So pretty standard." He didn't yep. say what he fishes for them, but I'm assuming it's panfish. And then, did you see Charlie Darmer sent us a video? He did. You'll have to, yeah, yeah, on how to on how to hook a minnow. Yeah. So yeah, he did that, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Two guys are fishing rosy reds, Eric and Nathan. Yeah. And uh, rosy red on a small gold and r or red hook, split shot six inches up a f to a foot up, and a small bobber straight dead sticking smokes a perch and crappie. I need to get back to using bobbers more. Yeah, you know, we we're actually, I had this conversation about bobbers with Kurt because uh, he told me he knew, or, you know, I mean, once you're in the industry, you know everybody, but the the ice buster bobbers he kind of mm -hmm. knew i don't know if that guy was from up there or he was around that area but whoever invented those and so he said he used to use them all the time but i think if you think about bobbers we use them a lot more pre-electronics like pre before we had flashers we've and always had flashers 
No, we have when not. When we fished together. When we fished together for the last 20 years. I mean, but I don't use them as much because I can just use my flasher to see what's going on. See, I think I've stopped using them as much when I got more sensitive rods. Because you see the rod tip go down instead of the exactly. bobber. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're using the spring bobber or the sensitive kind of noodly rod. I mean, I don't dislike bobbers. I think, you know what I dislike is the futziness of the bobber stop. The bobber stop that gets stuck on the end of the rod. Yeah, I mean, and then you got to reset it all the time. And Yep, but I agree with that. It's still effective, though. I mean, I would never discourage somebody from using a bobber. I, mean, I would not either. And in fact, I think it can give some really unique jigging action with a spoon on. What do you stand in, in the ice in the ice and jump up and down and see if the water? <laughs> no, when you jig, if if your bobber is just enough to keep above, right? Mm-hmm. So it's right size to the yep. hook, to the to lure. Then when you as you lift up and jig, when it hits the bottom of that jig, it'll pull that bobber down. So it'll yep. have a, a little bit of a slow up. Yep. At the bottom of the jig. I think that can be a unique action that can trigger a bite. I see I think the bobber and we're on bobbers down a little bit, but That's okay. I, I notice if I think about when we use bobbers, if you use a light one, like those ice buster ones are the ones that I really were using yeah, oh, for, yeah, the, absolutely. for yeah. the very long time. Because you can snip off the foam and make it just right yep. to what you exactly. need to do. But when you get those really finicky walleyes, I mean they don't really feel the bobber. So no. So you have line out, and they take the bait, and they go with it. And you'll let that bobber go under. All the way under the ice. Right. And so they don't have any resistance, very little resistance at that point. Correct. And so you can get those those ones that you're j- with a jig, and you miss them because they hit it, and you feel it. You might get that fish. Maybe. So what a bobber lets you do, yeah, to, my, to your point and to what I'm trying to make is you can sit there and jig yes. with, with, a bob, with a bobber on, and then you can let it sit for a minute. And, if, and something can take it with no resistance. So that setup has some, some versatility to it that a non-bobber setup doesn't because if you jig, you're done jigging, you have your rod and a rod holder, unless you have a really, really noodly tip, as soon as that fish takes that dead stick without a bobber, it's got resistance. And, and I think you could argue that, um, and I know we've ve- veered off on this a little bit, but you could argue... It's our show. We can veer if we want. Wait, that's right. You can, So there's those bait feeder reels and, you know, the noodle tip rods and that kind of stuff. But really, from a, if you think about where we came from, you can go buy any rod you want. The sensitivity doesn't matter, right? And you can use that bobber. You don't need a two hundred dollar rod to use a bobber, right? I mean, no. You know, the, ro- the bobber gives you the sensitivity, right? I mean, you've got a twenty a dollar twenty nine bobber, and that's what solves well inflation now. So probably three dollar bobber, but <laughs> but but you've got that bobber, and it's really a a very economical setup compared to all the other things you have to do to kind of reproduce that same kind of environment. Either absolutely with a bait feeder. I've- I'm sitting here convincing myself that I need to be stop being lazy and use bobbers more. Yeah. Because I've kind of stopped using them, and, you know, maybe I need to get back to it. But for your dead stick, I mean, you can still jig. You yeah. can use two rods, jig with one, and leave that bobber on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So thanks for, um, for to Nathan. 
Nathan for bringing up the bobber thing. So, and then the last one, Edwards S said, match the hatch. Yeah, thanks for that. I'm not sure how you match a minnow hatch, but yeah, I mean, and ice fishing. I'm not sure either. I'm not trying to say <laughs> so, Edward is wrong, but Edward, we maybe need some clarification from you, buddy. Uh, well, tell, and, you, tell me how we match the hatch ice fishing. And so, Edward, I want you to listen to the show. I appreciate your input. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I, I mean think it in all seriousness. Like, we had some recent expert fishing people on that kind of didn't believe in match the hatch. That is true, but that isn't. Doesn't mean it's wrong. But yes. So, but I would be curious what matching the hatch on minnows is. What you would can that be? I'd, I'd like to dig into that. Yeah, I'd like more. I'd like to know that. Yeah. So you know, we used to when we were uh, kids, and maybe you still do this, Jeff. I don't know. I do sometimes. Like when I'm this is open water more, yeah. but even ice fishing is after when you finally catch one. Right. We'd always look at the stomach contents. Yes. Yes. To see what's what's up. What are what are things eating? Yes. I've done that before. Mm-hmm. So. Well, cool. So that's, I mean, minnows, I, I very rarely go ice fishing without a minnow, Jay. How do you hook them? So like Eric oh, talked yeah. about a rosy red minnow, he tail hooks it on a small five millimeter teardrop for crappie. I've kind of moved this around. This is something I've played with a lot very recently. I used yep. to always just go through the back. Like okay. all the way through under the dorsal fin, you just hook your hook in there because it's meaty and you won't lose your bait. Yep. But um, Charlie had had a different way where he kind of hooks it up towards the front, right, that he showed, but not all the way through, just kind of like kind of get it in the side, not all the way through the, the meat to keep the minnow alive. And I've seen that yep. a lot more. Um, and I've done them in the back too, but... I think I'm kind of on the front because a lot of people say the a lot of times when they the fish eats the minnow, it eats it from the head, which is why minnow heads seem to work better than tails. And if you put your hook at the tail and the fish hits the head and misses, no fish. I know. So, but I think sometimes it's the action you want, right? You hook them on the tail, and yes. they will wiggle. Wiggle, 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 a little bit more yes. than than they will. Depends on where you hook them. If that's what you're looking for. If that's what you're looking for. And then there's the stories you hear about. Uh, you get people that don't know how to fish, and they hook them really wacky way. And they, they hook them more, weird, and they they catch, catch more fish, fish than everybody else. I know. I know. <laughs> you just never know what them darn fish want. Th- this might sound like a dumb thing. But for whatever reason, I just connected this this year when fishing with minnow heads. Like when, you, when you're not, you don't want to use the whole minnow. Yeah. And, and you might think I'm an idiot for not connecting the dots. I probably do, but I don't know if it has to do with fishing or minnows. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but like forever, I have taken the minnow out of the minnow bucket, pinched the tail off, and hooked the minnow head on. Yeah. So this year, I started... Hooking the minnow, hooking the minnow on, and then pitching the tail off. Hmm. And boy, is that easier! Oh, <laughs> there's no. It's just easier. It's easier because the minnow is. So if you pinch the the tail off, yeah, you have a head you're trying to fumble with with yeah. cold fingers oh, yeah. to try to hook on a hook. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. If you hook the minnow and then pinch the tail, yeah, okay. you're ready to go. It, it's okay. I see you haven't considered this either. No, I haven't. <laughs> I don't know where I picked. Hmm. I picked up on that from somebody's YouTube video or something this year. I don't remember where, or who, or how, but I, I saw that and I'm like. Well, you idiot, Jason. That would be easier. <laughs> so think about when we're fishing with frozen minnows up at Ron's. Ooh, yeah, that gets kind of funky. Yeah, it does. But you're right. You're taking this slimy kind of mushy minnow. You're holding it. And you're trying to pinch the tail off and then hook the head on. Yeah. But if you hook the head on and then just pinch the tail off. Yeah, makes sense. It's way easier to yeah. handle. And it seems like, like why didn't I, why, have, why am I just thinking about this now? But. I just thought I'd share, and so I'm 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 a humble guy, and so I thought I'd share my late in life <laughs> epiphany with the world. So if I help somebody here today, like apparently I've helped you, Jeff, because yeah. you didn't think of it either. I didn't either. Yeah, I mean it's just like, duh, that's easier. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. You just change your world. Well, and I, I, I start to use my scissors for my line cutters to cut the minnows. Oh, you're cutting the minnow, give them a clean cut. Well, you're when you're you out fishing, keep, you got to keep that thumbnail just a little longer, Jeff. I know, but then the the minnow guts get underneath there, and you go home, and all you smell is minnow guts. You pinch, know. pinch with the right hand, eat with the left hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, and don't it, don't use the same hand that you pinch minnows with to eat the Pringles. Yeah, exactly, because. <laughs> But we didn't even talk about, um, and I guess now we can't bring any minnows to to Canada. But no, you got to get them all there. But before you couldn't bring live minnows to Canada, but you could bring dead ones. Yeah. So we would bring frozen dead ones, and they worked. I mean, the just fishing, as good. Just as good, but you know they get kind of skunky and nasty. Oh man, and, by they get they thaw uh, and they just oh yeah. They weren't delightful at all. But it's what you had because we had to bring minnows. And, and so sometimes them being alive isn't always necessary. Correct. Well, they salted. We used salted minnows. They were yeah. really good. Yeah. But they were gross. and They stunk. were super gross. They get slimy. You get a bag full of nasty oh, minnows. Oh, yeah. You're just looking through. You're kind of feeling through the slime to see if there's one more left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, moving on, moving on. Now we've given you some good visuals. All right, so that uh, that's I think that's an in-depth minnow review. Yeah. And and I don't think I don't think minnows get talked about much in fishing. Like if you if you watch YouTube videos, they will fish with a minnow, but they won't talk about the minnow very much. No, they don't. And I think because they don't, there's no company selling minnows. There's companies selling jigs. That's a really good point. There, nobody has a minnow like a minnow like a nationwide. Well, and the reason that is is it, it, they're all you have to get them local. Yes. Um, and each state kind of has you can't import minnows right from out of state. Right. Like I can't legally bring minnows from Iowa to yeah. Minnesota. Is my understanding. Right. That is true. Yeah, you can't import them. But so. but you think about like when you watch a fishing show, most of them will say, "I'm using my X jig with my X plastic," and if you see a minnow on there, they don't really talk about it very often, no, <laughs> right? Like about the minnow. so, and I get it. That's just the way it is. But I think that's why people don't talk about minnows because it, it's, it's just a minnow. It's just a minnow, but it's more than just a minnow, right? They're different kinds. So. What else I, we got? I think that's. So I think I did have a legend. It's from awesome. Kurt. It's from Kurt, and I won't tell it very well because 
Kurt has the best radio voice you will ever hear. You didn't get him to record it? I forgot. Uh, you know, Get him on the phone, But, man. J- Jason, when you're fishing, I just... Yeah, I know. I got live scope in front of me, and I'm catching fish. And well, I'm like... Kurt tell the story. I know. So Not he told you. me the story, and hopefully Kurt doesn't mind me using it, but he told me. So oh, uh, so he, he was fishing, which he does like every day. Had his rod, and he caught a fish... There was a fish on the line, and somehow the rod went down the hole with the fish on it. Okay. So I don't think it wasn't that he was paying attention. I think it got kicked in or there's some excitement or something, right? And the the rod went down the hole with the fish attached. Like, while he was catching a fish, the rod disappeared. Down the hole. So there it is. It's gone. So then uh, he has live scope. A few days later, he's like, I can see my fishing pole down there <laughs> with, on the live scope. He's like, that's a fishing pole at the bottom of the lake. So he, you know, you put a big jig on there. You get the fishing pole out of there. He was able to catch it and get it back up the hole, right? And the fish was still on there and he caught the fish. No kidding. <laughs> I mean. That's awesome. So then he had it all on video, all this on video. Okay. And he accidentally deleted it. Oh, no. Like he edited it and then like somehow the footage got lost and it never That's did so be seen so sad. Again. That's a really great story though. I know. And Kurt would tell it a thousand times better than I did, but. Obviously. But he'll be <laughs> listening to this in this ice shack going, what did Jeff do? But anyways, it was a good legend and I thought I'd yeah. share it, so. That's awesome. It's a secondhand legend, really, because I wasn't there for it. It's more of a a tale, but... Yeah, well, and we would still encourage folks to send us your legends. We we were able to play the one, the the fellow that sent us one, so... Yep. um, And and you can see Charlie Darmer on the comments here. If you go on Facebook, he will tell you how he hooks his minnows. He's got a video out there, so check that out. Yeah, good video. Sometimes just the video is... Way better than us trying to explain it. And I notice he has his, he's in his wheelhouse. He's got his guitar behind him. And and he's showing us how to hook a minnow. So it was it was pretty cool. Do you think he just made that video for us? I don't know. It kind of looked like he did, but That's so awesome. It seems kind of unrealistic that he just had a minnow video in his back pocket ready to post well, on you Facebook. Never, you never know, but awesome if you did. Charlie, thank thank you so much for that. That's pretty I know. cool. I, he's awesome. We got to have him on the show again along with Kurt and 10 other people that are super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Jay, I think uh we're at that time. All right, Jeff. Well, thanks everybody for listening tonight. Tight lines. Cheers. You've been listening to the Hard Water Fishing Show with Jeff and Jason. Say goodbye. One of the most unique podcasts on the planet where we talk about tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Till then, signing off. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.